Segunda Show. Hi, I'm Louise Goffin, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andras Jones. Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. We're here in the studio, tempting fate. Questions to the songs which we will randomly select. Here with the help of our friend Synchronicity. And now it's time for the Radio 8 Ball Show. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, here in the studio with Don Heffington. All right. He's providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations, joined by stand-up bass player Dominic Genova, and now joining us, or returning to Radio 8 Ball, that's like two, three, maybe he's been on the show like... Four or five times? I don't know. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, Paul Zolo. Hey. How many times nice has it be been? Back. You did you did the Tom Petty episode, you did the Great Willow. Oh, the Great Willow episode. Is that have you only done two? Well now, number three. Now number three with Don <laughs> Heffington. Yeah. All right. So you're here, of course, because we love to talk with you, but also because you could maybe give us some sort of critical insight into the into the solo work. Of this songwriter who we're here with, and and also his musician work, you're you're the expert. Tell us about tell us a little bit about Don Heffington, <laughs> Paul Zola. <laughs> All right. Well, I wish you would have you know, prepared me. I would have done more research. But, you know. <laughs> he doesn't know who I am. He no idea. You know, I would have gotten everything. But you know, I know I'm Lone Justice. That's where it started, which is a great band. I love Lone Justice. He was with them for many years. No, and not I, that many. Not that many. Not that, Not that many. many? No, no, no. I think it was like four or five years. No, no, no way. No way. Away. No way. It was about two. You're the second. See, I don't know my stuff at all. You're I, the second but, Lone uh, Justice on, this, on the show. With, uh, I with one I of my fl- favorite songwriters, Peter Case. He's played on many Peter Case albums. Yes, also, yes. this guy named Bob Dylan. I don't know if you heard about him, but I, I believe Don's on two Bob Dylan albums. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think there's a greatest and, hits uh, or something, too. Yeah, that's cool. Because Although that's stretching the I mean, that's, that's that's stretching the definition amazing. of a hit. And then he's been on many other albums, and, uh, and and then he's done his own work as a songwriter. Some really, really cool stuff. It's his last album that I recall. Didn't have any drums. Just really cool sounds and cool songs. And so he's a creative guy. Yeah, we're definitely getting into we're getting into that here. And you wrote a you wrote a really nice review of uh, was that the first record or the second record? That was the first one. The first one. Yeah. You remember it, Paul? I do. I remember it well. I love <laughs> okay. that right there. It was really cool. Unexpected, you know? It was. I was listening to... I was I, I was cramming on both of them, the, the the two records, the last 24 hours. I got them from Don yesterday. Uh-huh. And uh, there was... You know, it's... You know, you, you said that people compared it to Captain Beefheart and Frank Zappa. The first record they did, and, and I think it's just because if something sounds weird to them, that's just 
the names that come up. Yeah, I was You know, weights, Beefheart's. Weights, I was thinking weights, I was thinking. I was also But it's really not that. It doesn't have that much to do with those guys in particular. If it has to do with anything, you know, it's got to do with that first record. The second record is completely different. The first record, if anything, has to do with the Fugs. Yeah. If you remember the Fugs. Which is actually a more serious band than people, you know, people think they're a joke band. Right. They did some incredible stuff. Uh, very influential, I think, I would say with Lou Reed, uh, was a Fugs guy. Yeah. That's my opinion. I don't know. Can't ask him, but... I was. I also heard, and I don't know if you were, if you knew this guy, but do you remember Duke McVinney? Of course. Yeah. yeah I. It, it, there was some of like his stuff, like the Flying Circus stuff that he 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 had. I it was one of my favorite bands back in the early '90s. I'd go see them at the Iguana Cafe all the time, and some of the stuff on your record just reminded me of that. And it was it was like it was before Tom Waits. It was like a lot of Tom Waits. He, he, well, yeah, well, Tom Waits grabbed some of his musicians, and so I, I was wondering if maybe you well, came out of the same stew. Well, as far as my songs go, I think if people talk about Beefheart or those guys, I think they hear the influences more than... Yeah. yeah because, like, uh, there was a label back in the 60s called ESP. It was a very kind of an underground label. Albert Eiler, uh, Giuseppe Logan, Logan, the Fugs, a lot of those guys were on there. And... Uh, I'm sure those guys, I'm sure that Beefheart was into that stuff. Yeah. But, you know, it's not like I, I don't think my stuff sounds like any of those guys. Well, no, I don't think any, I think you sound like, well, I I think also all of those guys, I was thinking about this because I was was driving along thinking about it. Musically, it reminds me of that, but their voices are way, your voice is much more, I can get in, it's less impenetrable. It's there. I can, it's well, it's a welcoming singer's voice whereas those guys are sort of bar- a lot of those guys are barking at me and I I like that I but yeah. it's it's it doesn't it's not that sort of I just don't musically hear it honestly yeah. I, I don't I don't do you Paul do you hear much a relation No there? no I think sometimes critics do that when anything's a little unusual it's like beef harder zappa that's like That's what yeah. they say unusual. Yeah. it's really not like you know Zappa's music and beef hearts were kind of different too but as you know Zappa's was really complex and intricate His- and real high musicianship but a lot of people refer to Zappa as just like crazy music. That's how they think of it. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I don't think of your stuff like that at all. No, you're right. Other great albums. I'm trying to think of all the great albums that you played with um, on that Inara Georgia album that was really wonderful. I played a little bit on that. Yeah, a little bit was on that. Was that with Van Dyke Parks? Van Dyke Parks, yeah. Old Van Dyke, he was producing that. And, uh, yeah. And uh, what was that other one? Uh, Joanna Newsom. Did that show you play with Percy Sledge at one point? Uh, yeah, some percussion. But um, the he the uh, Joanna Newsom album Van Dyke did too. I played on that a little bit. Uh-huh. Although by the time they got recording, we had about twenty minutes to do everything. So I oh, really? <laughs> just hit whatever is close to me, and we left. <laughs> you know. Oh, and we should say that because we're here. You're here as a singer and as a guitarist and as a songwriter. But on most of these things, you're a drummer. Yes, probably yeah. all of them. Most, most so, all right. of them. Most all of them. It depends. You know, I've, I've sung on some records and, uh, you know, played some odds and ends. Yeah, you know. Percussion. Perco- well, percussion. But I'm talking about besides drums and oh. percussion. You know. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah. that's. I mean, it's just that listeners should know that. Like they. Yeah, they should know that. We, this guy is a, people This guy a right can play everything. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I can play everything. He can do a lot more, too. I play everything equally well, you could put it that way. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that first record... My my first record, it was just kind of just, uh, I think, just pure uh, 
force of will, I think. I would just pretend I could play an instrument. I mean, they were all percussion <laughs> instruments on the first record. I was going to say that. You know what I that. mean? Like the piano, yeah. whatever the hell it was. It was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, you it's know, I, on that's a great way to that's a great way to look at it. I hadn't even I, I that was sort of at the back of my mind when I was thinking about the record. And then maybe that's what I was feeling for when I talking about that Duke McVinnie thing that I was hearing. Yeah. But what it is, is that is that all of the melodic instruments are percussive instruments in that. Pretty much. Yeah, I just banged on them. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's strange. You <laughs> know, you. it's beautiful and a little bit dangerous. And yeah, it's great. So, so well, Paul, uh, you know how this works. We, we, we have you here to, to ask your question for the Pop Oracle, and I can't wait to hear what yours is. And I love that you do this. You know, so few, so few shows are giving us any answers, you know, and you give us answers every time. <laughs> the big questions. Do my best. Well, you know, and I've been thinking, because I've asked some other big questions, you know, and I don't want to waste my chance. You know, I want to ask something important. The thing I've been really noticing lately, and you can't help but, but notice it is uh, this is a question about our country, about America. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the Civil War, the whole thing that Lincoln wanted to do was make sure we stayed together as a union. You know, and it seems uh, that was a long time ago. And now, I mean, we've, we've been divided pretty, pretty intensely for decades. But now, it seems we're more divided than ever. I was invited to do this show at uh, the Cowboy Palace a few weeks ago, and for the first time ever, before I played, they said. Please don't say anything about the president, okay? Now, I've been here for, for decades. No one has ever suggested that, and that's, that's different. So my question is, is America going to continue to be so divided? Will it get more divided, or is, or is there a chance that we're going to go back to, to being unified again? Okay. Are we going to be more divided, or are we going to unify as a nation? And now, to engage the Pop Oracle on your behalf... I'm going to spin the wheel of eight. Na, 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 na. We love it. And it's song number eight medley. Oh, the medley, yeah. Between la twina twa ta ta ti la ti da da ta ta twina la twina wa ta ta ti ti da da ta 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 Put a kiss and a tear in a letter And I'll open and cry over you Put a mark from your lips on the paper And I come when I read straight to you Put a throb of your heart and yours truly And your name written blood, Jenny Jack And I'll open my palm with a pen knife And I'll send you a bucket full back Broken bone, bone, bone All over the ground Broken bone, bone, bone Everywhere the sound of Broken bone, bone, bone Everyone brought down By broken bone, 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 bone Broken bone, bone, bone Broken head and bony crown Broken king and broken clown To the boneyard I bound Broken heart, broken toe Broken soul, broken nose Heaven broken woe to the broken earth we go. Hit it. 
With what? What was the first one? Part? Put a kiss and a tear in your letter. Put a kiss and a tear, your tear in a letter, and the second part was although the Lord be no, high above. Yeah, something like that. And that was the answer to Paul's question: Are we going to continue to disunite, or are we going to unify as a nation? And before we get into interpreting that, John, tell us a little bit about the background of that song. The background of that song. Well. Um, well, first of all, you know, it's funny you mentioned the Civil War. I had a uh, great, great, great grandfather, I think, in the Civil War. He, he, he was a drummer boy for the Union, of course. The Union. Let's hear it for the Union. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, uh, Union. He, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he um, ended up in Andersonville, so he had a rough time. Oh, it. yeah. But uh, anyway, Civil War. So any about, about this tune... Um, what about this tune? Well, there was a uh, a book that came out once called Off the Road by Carolyn Cassidy, and it had some uh, a little little vignette that Alan had written on a napkin. A very simple little poem when he was young, and I always heard it kind of with a little bluegrass, mm-hmm. you know, vibe to it. And so I did that, and uh, I used to fool around with it. And Bobby Newerth, a friend of mine, I don't know if you know Bobby. Oh, yeah. He uh, he said, well, why don't you just ask, ask Alan if you can use it? So, uh, you know, he hooked me up, and Alan said, oh, yeah, I love it. That's great. Go ahead. So I had a co-write with Alan. So uh, then that had some other Alan, Alan Ginsberg lyrics in there, too. And, uh, and then the last thing was something I had written. Uh, I, was, I think I was in Nashville 
in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, mm-hmm. although the Lord be high above. It was, uh, it was recorded by Victoria Williams. I let her, she wanted to change the name to Psalms for some reason. That mm-hmm. struck her. And, you know, I usually go along with anything she's got to say. So, I, yeah. you know, I love yeah. Vic. And so I did that can, might confuse the issue a bit because I always call it, although the Lord be high above, like the first line of a hymnal, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's funny. It's, uh, oh, to further confuse the issue, there were a couple of lyrics she confused a little bit. I, I like to keep it in uh, future tense, old English. So I'll, I'll love thee. And another line, another word they get mixed up when they cover this, a few people have covered it, is your love was there before the start. Sometimes they say stars. No. So just to, uh, just to clear that up. So there's actually disunity in the... Within the song. Within the song. <laughs> Typical. Yeah, all right. But the funny thing about this song, I mean, we can get into the divination in yeah. a second, but, you know, it's uh, a lot of Christian... Some Christian artists have done this song, and I guess they assume... I don't, you know, it's, it's, I always love the Bible. I like sort of the mystery, the whole thing, the language, everything about it. But I mean, I'm not a Christian, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because it's a, because it's a King James, uh, you know, uh, translation, people assume Christianity, but I mean, they're, they're Jewish texts, Psalms of, of King David. Yeah. Anyway. And, you know, I, I you know, I, I just, I just wrote the thing. I don't know why I just wrote the thing. Uh, I, I was reading the Psalms. Well, you know, I love that. So you're like this, so you've just, you smuggled Jewish music into I the did my Christian best. liturgy. I that's, did my best. Yeah. Good job. Good <laughs> well, job. Well, it was already there. I didn't have anything <laughs> to do with it. I mean, chords, that's what, <laughs> that's what it is. Like that kinky Friedman song. I don't make Jews like Jesus anymore. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, anyway, so that's that. So hit it, man. The divina- divination. Yeah. Well, so let's, let's toss it over to you, Paul. What, what did you make of that as the answer to your question? Well, it was really interesting to hear that, that the answer to that question would be the symbol of, of broken bones, you know, this, this this world of broken bones. Yeah. And yet, you know, as Don was saying, that's an ancient symbol. And, you know, in the Bible, there's the idea of broken bones will be resurrected, you know, that what's broken can get fixed and can come back together. Whereas other people tend to think, you know, sometimes when something's broken, it can stay broken pretty much. And But I, I'm tending to find hope in that, you know, and I... I uh, so I'm 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 going to say that there's hope in that, and that uh, just like in other times of darkness in our history, we go through dark times, but we come out of them. So uh, I'm hopeful that the the broken bones, you know, are, are leading to a a place of of healing and uh, and uh, unity for America. I wrote a song right after the election, and there's a line in it: "We've been divided since we were united." I feel like mm. that is part of the that it, maybe not in the certainly not in the same way we are now. But yes, we've always been divided, and actually, mm-hmm. the way the country is going now, I'd be much more frightened if we were united. So yeah, so I actually take a certain amount of, uh, I, I, if I had to choose between disunity, a fractious a fractious nation that's still trying to figure out the the American experiment and all of us getting behind the leader, I'm definitely going to come down on the disunified side. So, uh, and oh, although yeah, yeah. I, I hear what you're saying, and then I, I hate to do this again to you, Don, but there's the ghost of Bob Dylan in here because everything is broken. 
right, right. I mean, broken bones, broken beds, well, crowns, yeah, broken those kings, are, broken are, clowns, broken boneyards, broken course. heart, broken toe. I was writing this but all those down. Are, so. But those are Ginsburg's lyrics. Oh, these are, those, those are Ginsburg's. Oh, well, there's some, they, should, they share some poetic DNA. Oh, I'm sure. I always thought maybe that Bob got that from, from oh, okay. I don't, but I don't have no idea. Oh, yeah, but that makes, that makes I mean, it's... Every it's at a certain level. I don't feel like people like people get inspired, and they, you know, people call, "Oh, you're a ripoff artist because you did this." No, I was inspired by this, and it's not even a tribute. It's just like we are swimming in the sea, and there's rhymes, and there's things that sound good because we've heard them before. So, yeah. and Dylan loved Allen Ginsberg, so he definitely was yeah. familiar with all that. I'm sure he was. Yeah, I was wondering where all that came from. Yeah, and. There was a, I don't know if it's, a, it's just maybe mine, I don't, this doesn't really have anything to do with it, uh, with the interpretation, but the the line, put your kiss in a tear in a letter, and what? Uh, and I'll, uh, I'll open and cry over you. He was actually writing to uh, Jack, uh, Jack Kerouac and Neil Cassidy. Oh. That's what it was, what was the actual format, you know. And um, I'll come when I read straight to you. Right. Or or I'll come when I read I'm So Blue, which I think was actually what he said. I, I go either way with it. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, that has its own uh, implications. Yeah. It's, it's, there's some. <laughs> That's Alan. For He's you, having you know. fun. He's yeah. having fun. Getting some Tantra into his art. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if you got the answer you were looking for, but I I do feel like Disunity, that song is a, is... There's a lot of dis disunity built into that song. Like you're actually breaking things apart. Things are broken apart. But then there's this idea of the yearning to come back together. Well, I kind of just thought of that medley. I, I mean, I just threw that medley together so I can get more more bang for the buck, you know. Yeah. But uh, but um, uh, I I kind of think of it as being like love, death, and redemption. You know, the three tunes. You know, okay. broken bone being. Uh, you know, but that's kind of how I thought of it. But, you know. Also, the idea of meddling, <laughs> medley, meddling, like there's All idea right. that All we right. are being meddled with. That's part of what creates the disunity. And that actually kind of goes to the question that I asked at the beginning of the show. Like there's these fractious arguments that sort of go nowhere yeah. and and separate us. You guys are good at this. Now, Paul's done it for... Yeah, he's, he's been, a genius. He's been doing I'm an old hand now. Yeah. I love this show. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Before we let you go, I want to ask you a little bit because uh, Don and our friend Sheldon Gomberg are working together on this Mose Allison tribute record. You know, we had uh, Mose Allison on the show back in, when he was with us. Uh, and wow. you have interviewed Mose, and we're going to be joined in, a, in our next uh, musical divination with his daughter, from by his daughter, Amy Allison. And i just love to get uh, your thoughts on Mose Allison uh, before we let you go. So well, we number one, any drummer that played with Mose has to be great, because, you know, Mose was, like, the coolest, and he did not like martial, you know, like, rhythms. He liked free kind of Zydeco jazz rhythms. Oh, yeah, very true. And I just thought he was the coolest guy ever. Not only did I interview him, but we actually planted a tree together in Hollywood, in 1984, as part of the uh, Urban Forest campaign to plant a million trees in L.A. for the Olympics. And he did wow. a show at Vine Street Bar and Grill, and we planted a, a ficus right on uh, Vine Street. And every time after that, for years, and I'd see him, he'd go, so is that, that tree still there? No one hit him with a tree, you know, a car yet or anything? It is still there. <laughs> Moses and, ficus uh, is still there? I want, to be, I want to go visit the ficus. Needs a plaque. It is. It's, it's, on, it's on Vine, just, uh, just uh, south of 
of sunset. I, I, <laughs> I, when I'm in town, I work right. I'm I'm going to go visit that tree. Yeah. Those are hardy trees, ficuses. You know they're hard to take. take. To hurt though, so yeah. Well, they'll they'll rip the hell they'll rip the hell out of a sidewalk too. And <laughs> they do do that. Yeah. And it's fun to say, ficus. Uh-huh. Ficus but, is a fun word. Mose was just so hip, and he and he was just such an amazing songwriter. And oh, he's unbelievable. A great he just, performer. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just, just just the essence of cool, and you see him perform too. I mean, it was just just so cool. That too. was the he real was just, deal. Yeah, it was nothing contrived, nothing fake yeah. about it. And, uh, you know, he's like a, a really great pianist, you know, the jazz pianist, but a great songwriter, too. You well, know, you know, his first records were all, were almost, humble guy. his first records were almost all instrumental, you know. He, the, the, the vocals were kind of an, not an afterthought, but they, I think he, everyone thought of him as a, a pianist to begin with, you know. Yeah. A great, he great musician. He said that to me that the songwriter, Mose Allison, might have, Hurt the you know jazz pianist you know Mose Allison and vice versa. Yeah, right. He was he he was a philosophy major when he was young. So, yeah, you know, you know that, when I interviewed Chrissy Hines, she said, "You know that all the Kink songs were all stolen from Mose Allison songs, don't you?" <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Actually, she's a big Mose fan. Yeah, she's a big. Mose. She's on the she's on the tribute. Yeah, right? we cut a record with her, and she uh, cool. she was very excited about which all song. That. Which that song does she do? Great project. Oh, I have to look. I tried up. to convince Mose. Uh-huh. I wanted him to do a book with me towards the end of his life, but his voice was gone. Amy said he couldn't talk. Yeah, she did. Stop this world. Oh, that's what it is. I was blanking. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Oh, I can't. I cannot wait to hear this record, man. I'm going to be talking yeah, about it more throughout this. Not. We're not going to get totally. I mean, this is all about you, Don. But if you don't mind sharing hey, a little hey, bit of the space, man. Mose can take Mo. it. Mose can take it. I'll just uh, step he, back. He cool stuff. That's great. I'll just stand back on that one. Can't wait to Awesome. Well, you know, Paul. You know, I, 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 I'm sure we'll be hearing from you again soon. Because yeah, oh, so. oh wait, let's let's on. give it let's give a plug to your to your new podcast with Louise Goffin. Yeah, I was tell hoping us. I could. Thank you. Yeah, tell yeah, us about really. that. Yeah. <laughs> because I've been having so much fun on your podcast. Uh, I've started a podcast on songwriting with my friend Louise Goffin, who's a great songwriter and songwriting royalty, and it's so fun because uh, she loves songs and has so much reverence for songs as I do. So we've been interviewing people all over town and building content and we just we just launched it so it's called the great song adventure with with louise and paul you can find it uh, anywhere you find your your podcast as they say so like the itunes first, stitcher yeah all those places great our very first episode is with van dyke parks oh, all right wow. vdp yeah we start with the good ones <laughs> hey thanks so much for doing this paul i appreciate you yeah yeah thank, thank you paul it's a pleasure to be on with you that was really uh, fun thanks, yeah, for yeah. thanks for listening to radio 8 ball If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show. It's a good show.
but soft to the left and hard to the right and i'm wondering if somehow someday we might gather our strength to put up a fight but i'm scared of americans when we unite for we have been divided 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 since we were united it's already decided it's so don't worry your pretty head no and those who have divided Genocided And those who have denied it They are the only ones invited But water is life And all lives are cheap When the corporate elite Treat the people like sheep And the climate will change Shit will get can wake up or just drown in our sleep For we have been divided, divided, divided Since we were united, united, united It's already decided, decided, decided So don't worry your pretty head Oh, and those who have divided, divided, divided We're often genocide to the right and gone to the left and every election feels more like a theft and that brings us here December 16 the darkest December that I've ever seen